Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything in the sun that relates to you having a happier, healthier relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us. You know what? Our audience continues to grow here in the United States as well as overseas, and we just appreciate you sharing it with your friends and family. Now, last episode, we had Nicole Schaefer. She runs a business called Missology, and it's all about educating women on cocktails and how to make them, how to order them, all that stuff, so they feel more comfortable with it. Her business has gotten so big, they've actually asked her to write the book, Portland Cocktails for the State of Portland, which is very cool. If you want to go check out that episode, you can go to the savingwithsteve.us website and look up episode 104. You're going to see guest gifts, behind the scenes stuff, the whole shot, so you want to check that out. After we finish talking to our very illustrious guests, I'm going to be talking to you at end of the year money moves. With that, let's get to the important stuff here. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Alejandra Rojas. She's a finance professional coach, money mindset expert. She really helps people become a higher version of themselves. But I think her story is really, really interesting. And I just want to say this, and I'm going to ask her to expand on it in just a second before I introduce her. After she hit rock bottom, everybody goes through this money burnout, it reactivated life-threatening sicknesses. She knew she had to design a method to prevent that from happening again. And ever since she's done that, she and her clients have just crushed their goals. But more importantly, they've been able to travel. She's had her dream wedding, which sounds pretty cool. She has this wonderful podcast to boot. It's called the Happy Healthy Podcast. And with that, I want to introduce you all to Alexandra Rojas. Alexandra, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here because I want to talk about one of the first topic here. There's a big difference with this and people don't get it. And it says, there's a difference between being wise and emotionally regulated with money. And the statement you made is you can be emotionally regulated without being smart with money. You know, a lot of people struggle to be smart with money and it's because they're out of balance emotionally. I really would like you to walk us through that because that's like the yin and yang everybody has. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that push ball yeah. that just, I see it all the time. Yeah. Friends, family, you know, go to events, the whole shot. So shed some light on that for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is that traditionally people believe that for you to be good with money, only you have to be good with a budget. You have to save as much as possible and, and you know, restrict yourself and put away like once, like if you have abundance right now, put it aside, safe aside, because tomorrow you may not have it. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what people knows about money. Like what is it that you have to do with money, right? Once you have it. 
But there is a whole bunch of another world uh, that is about the emotional world with money, where we encounter financial trauma, where we encounter real reasons why you probably don't stick to a budget, you avoid to see your bank statements, you continuously go on, um, sh- on shopping, I'm, I'm swapping your credit card left and right because you feel certain way you are bored or you are sad or you want to avoid to be at home. So you just go out and swipe your car. There is all type of coping mechanisms. And the problem is not that you have that behavior. The problem is that you continue believing it's just a behavior per se, and that's it. And you ignore the emotional part of money. So being wise with money, smart with money, like technically smart with money, doesn't mean that you are emotionally stable with money. When you have this um, unbalance, really, you still can. I mean, there is a bunch of people that knows exactly what they have to be doing with money so that they don't, they don't struggle with it, but still they don't do it. And that is the result of this emotionally balanced and relationship with money. I actually know accountants who are really good at budgeting, forecasting, P&L statements and all that stuff. But when it comes to their personal stuff, I have a friend, I stopped by the house and he's got all the Amazon boxes. <laughs> you know, there's like seven or eight Amazon boxes just because he started making more money. He's yeah, got to go and buy yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I keep wondering, thinking to myself, okay, you keep talking about wanting to get the money to paint the house, do this, do that, get a new car. But I see all this stuff that you got here that you just bought, that stuff that isn't going to amount to anything. You're not going to get that car because you bought this stuff instead. (laughs) Right, right. And and you know what? That's the thing. As a finance professional, and that was part of my story, and that's why how I stumbled into, wait, there is an emotional side of money. Like what's happening here? I ended up in burnout because when you go through college, you say, oh yeah, I'm going to figure every like all everything related to money out because you get the subjects and you know how to do a budget. That for corporations, for companies works perfectly because a company doesn't feel anything. But when it comes to personal finances, your emotions speak louder than that. So what I was doing as a finance professional, I was like spending everything. I was trying to keep up with the, you know, the social circle. Um, I was increasing my credit, all that. I was like, who is that person managing really? that knowledge. And that's the importance of knowing that being in in an emotional place, in in a stable emotional place with money becomes crucial for you because even when logically you know the steps that you have to take, if your emotion, which is on your limbic brain, it's greater, it's heavier, feels like I have to do it, your logic brain is going to be like, okay, whatever. Like, let's forget everything that we know about finances. Let's forget everything that we have to do and let's satisfy that need. So I will say most of the accountants and most of the financial professionals that haven't done the work that they have to do, that we all have to do for our own personal goals, Mm -hmm. it's going to end up in the same place. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about how somebody can go about regulating that emotion and be really smart with money. We're in that time of year. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I read all these reports about people are expecting to spend $850 and expecting to put 60% on a credit card or even open up a new credit card so they can go and do yeah. that. And, and, yeah. and all that is, is a spiral. How do we go about regulate our emotions when it comes to our money? To me, there are three basic steps. One is the awareness. You have to start being aware that there is an emotion overriding your behaviors because, I mean, you know what you have to do. And if you are not doing it, it, it is because of something else. And you have to be aware and adult about saying, okay, I have to pay attention to this, right? So that's the first step. The second step is that we have to start healing that emotion. And this is my work. This is like what I do on a daily basis. And I love to do because it's so, it's so incredible how our brain understands one thing from the way that you grow up with money, the way that you felt about mom, dad, caregiver, whatever is it that shaped that relationship with money on the early stages and created that emotion negative emotion or that sense of lack, loneliness, whatever it is, it just got trapped in your brain and it's continued to amplify it over and over and over. So we have to heal that emotion. We have to see what happened and how your subconscious mind has to storage that information with money so that we can say, you know what? It's different situation right now. We are doing different. This, this is how you can start understanding it now. So let's start changing that path. But the beautiful thing about this is that 95% of the things that we do with money, we do it with our subconscious mind because it's what it leads behavior, right? So when you spend one hour, two hours healing on that second step, healing that wound, healing that relationship with money, it's like you have years and years of work done in just one hour or two because now it's like, okay, I can see objectively what I have to do. And I don't have, I, I don't feel any type of way with this. So it's easier for me to adapt that new behavior. And number three is to adapt that new behavior. Follow on a strategy that will allow you to get into the goal that you have um, without the, you know, the emotional side of it, like being very objective saying, okay, I, I need to, you know, put it aside or make a plan or do whatever, like step by step. But now you see it in a whole different perspective. Oh, that's wonderful. I can't wait. I've been being quiet because I love listening to what you have to say, but we have to take a break. Stick with us, everybody. We're going to be right back with more Alejandro Rojas. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. 
Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show. We're all truly, truly looking forward to having you here. We appreciate you sharing it with, with your friends and families. All the retailers are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories that have helpful information, insights on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Google Play channel, and check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio, New York City, AMFM 247. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirits, and live a life of personal financial freedoms. You can also go follow us on our Facebook page at Saving with Steve Sexton. Check out the Insiders Club. You can get replays, guests, gifts, and you know what? Right back, we have Alejandro Rojas. I really love the three things that being aware, healing the emotion, and adapt your new system. I like that under the healing the emotion, obviously understanding where it's coming from. And what's really interesting is I find with speaking with people about money is most of their ideas have been, been ingrained in them when they're a little kid and they're watching mom and dad. And these are like, I call it the, like a monkey brain because everybody reverts back to that monkey brain and it's that trigger. And they're like, okay, here we go. We're doing this. We're doing this. And then they don't know why, but they keep doing it. And a lot of it has to do when they're a little kid, they just watch mom and dad at the store. Yeah, it is so fascinating. And this is why I love to do what I do because it's just like watching, like you sit down and watch how you repeat yourself over and over and over again. We are people of cycles. Like if you really record yourself for an entire year, you will see that most of the time you're doing almost the same stuff always. And it's not different with money. So what happens is that because your brain is developing from zero to seven, you're a subconscious mind walking. And money is something that you learn, unfortunately, uh, by non-speaking languages. Like it's not something that we actually speak. It's act- it's something that we learn by seeing, by feeling, by capturing the energy that was around you as well with money. So a lot of the work that I do is with female entrepreneurs. That's my my niche. And one of the most shocking stories that I've had is that this lady that I was working last um, I think two months ago, we went back to the first memory that she had with money. And her first memory was around eight years old. She being sitting on the in the door, like eating after school, dad crying on the sofa because he didn't know how he was going to face the bills the next month, right? She had not understanding what money was. She had not understanding on what was happening. But that was the thing that came out to the surface. So ever since that point, she has been understanding that money hurts people. The money makes dad cry. The money is something that it's going to be lacking, right? So now imagine the behavior that you will, you know, carry every single day when you are having that emotion with a specific object. 
you don't want that object in your life because it makes you cry. It makes you, it, it's it's oh, something yeah. so natural. But when you, you debunk all these emotions, when you heal them and when you close them, say, oh, wow, I don't have to worry about that anymore. That was back then. Now I have a different. And if everybody goes into their mind's eye when they first experience with money, they all have a different experience. And that translates into what they're doing now. And sometimes it's okay. And sometimes it's it's not because it creates emotional issues and you need to get past them. Now, adapting appropriate behaviors, that is so important to stay consistent. So how does somebody go about adapting those important behaviors? Yeah, listen, like I always say, personal finances is as person as you are. I cannot give you a cookie cutter strategy that worked for somebody else and tell you it's going to work for you. You have to really sit down and and see what are your goals? Where do you want to go? And how from all the thousands of strategies, financial strategies that you have, you can, based on your story, based on your understanding of money, adapt these tools to create new habits. And this can be a simple example as maybe you will be better off doing a budget every month rather than doing tracking your expenses every week. It uh, it, it, it all depends on you and your personal goals and what you understand, if, if, if you know what I mean. Totally understand what you mean. How can somebody get to the point where they can discover those truths for themselves? Oh, I love this question. It all comes back to awareness, right? When you, if you're in this situation that you're saying, well, I'm not good with money. I want you to stop right there and ask, why are you saying that you're not good with money? Why are the actual facts in your mind that gets you to say that? This self-confrontation and this self-awareness will get you to the real truth of money. That is not about money, the bills, the coins, the cards that you have or not have, or the number in your bank account. It's about the narrative in your mind because numbers don't speak by themselves. They have your voice and your stories. So what is the narrative that you have about those numbers? And that's when you get to get the wounds out, heal them and rewrite the whole story. Oh, geez. That's, that's really interesting. Do you have people like rewrite their own story? And uh, how do you do that? All the time. Um, like I said, I, my niche is female entrepreneurs. So they have their business. It's like, okay, they are pushing. The business is pushing them to rewrite a different story. But rewriting a story is the most fun thing with money. Because once you heal that emotion, you can see it. Just like imagine a book. Like, this is where I'm coming from. This is what I've passed through with money. Now, this is what, this is the identity I want to adopt with money from now on. And when you get that to that point, say, okay, now that I know what identity I want, how can I start adding small changes to my current reality? So this can look like, how can I start instead of spending on, I don't know, two beers outside, how can I start spending one beer or just one day a month with a beer? Or how can I start putting aside for a trip that I want to do for the wedding of my dreams? How can I make it happen? Um, that's how you write your story. It's not about just saying, oh, well, I have I come from a family that had limited resources. So therefore, I'm going to have limited resources is to acknowledge where you're coming from, heal that, and then be able to say, I want to adopt 
a different identity with money. That's wonderful. I love that. So, okay. So here's the question. I know there's people all around the world that would like to get in touch with you and get your help. So how do they go about doing that? Yeah, the best way is that if you follow me on Instagram, I spend way too much time there. So for sure, you're going to find me Um, on Instagram. You can find me as an at money mindset expert, or you can send an email at helpme at alejandrar.com. So my website is alejandrar.com. And yeah, you, you'll find everything there. I often do free masterclasses, free trainings. Um, so everything is going to be on the website. Okay, so it's alejandrar.com? Correct. Okay, so everybody, if you're interested in connecting with Alejandra, especially this time of the year where you need some help with the finances and getting those things in order, you want to go to alejandrar.com. It's a wonderful place to go. We've got some really wonderful insights that Alejandra shared with us today. You know what? This is the perfect time of year to set. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people say it's New Year's resolutions, but they don't last. But you know what? If you set that intention now, I need some help with this. I want to get my life back together. I want to be happy. I want to be wealthy, regardless of where you are right now. It makes a lot of sense to just connect with Alejandra. Go to alejandrar.com. Alejandra, I want to thank you for being on the show today. I love your insights. They're simple. They're easy to understand. And with your help, a lot of people can apply them, which is wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. You stay safe, stay healthy. I know you're traveling around, so enjoy that. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Thank you. Stick with us, everybody. We're going to be right back with end of the year money moves. More expert advice for how Having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into the Saving with Steve show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Wasn't Alejandro wonderful? And again, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything under the sun relates to you having a happier, healthy relationship. Today, I'm going to be talking about the things you want to do before the end of the year. I know we've got about six weeks before the end of the year, but there's some money moves you really want to make. Number one, you want to max out your contributions to your 401ks, your IRAs, because every dollar you put in there, it's going to go tax deferred, which means you're not going to get taxed this year. And every dollar you put in there, it's more money towards your retirement. So you can get closer and closer to being in a position where you have an option to work. Now, you're going to need to get that done before December 31st. Next, check your financial state of the union. Okay. This is the part where you want to have discussions with you and your spouse about your budget. Okay. Are you staying online? Are you spending too much, too much going on the credit cards? How much are you saving? 
Where can you go about cutting costs? Like, look at the things that you're doing, the services that you're utilizing. There's nothing wrong with continuing to utilize them, but see if you can find somebody who do it for less expensive. We did this with our cell service, our internet service at the house, our streaming services, and we saved over $200 a month. For some people, that's a car payment. For some people, that's meals out. But we looked many other different ways where we can save some money. Next, look at your debt. You're better off earning an interest than paying an interest. So think about that. It makes a big difference. Big spending plans, you know, whether large purchases are on the hinges, change your needs to prepare for that so you're not taking on new debt. And what I mean by that, if you're looking to buy that $1,000 TV, hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with saving $80 a month for a year to have $1,000 instead of throwing on a uh, on a, uh, a credit card at the end of the year and getting you know, three months worth of free interest And the next thing you know, you're in a position where, hey, I haven't paid anything yet. Now you're getting interest on top of that at 15 or 16%. So save yourself, save for it. You'll get there easier. Also, the flexible spending accounts, you're going to want to utilize that before the end of the year. So if you've been contributing to that flexible spending account, which is non-taxable to you on your tax return, you're going to want to go get the glasses, the colonoscopies, the, you know, the, the all the different exams that go along that use that money up because it goes away. So maximize that and adjust your flexible saving account spending accordingly, because if you're not spending it, why put it in there? Next, modify your tax withholding. You want to check out your paycheck. Why? Because if you're too, putting too much into taxes, you're going to have to fill out this cool little form. Wait three or four months for the IRS to send you your money that you paid them in advance that you earned it no interest on. So look at it like this. Adjust your tax withholdings so that you might only receive $100 or owe $100 or a couple hundred dollars. But it's better than getting a $4,000 check in April that you've overpaid the whole year and earned nothing from it. Make the most of it because that $4,000 could pay off a credit card or car and eliminate 10, 12, 15% interest on that debt. Look at that. Next thing, put your foot down when it comes to debts. List all those debts. List all those interest rates, the minimum payments, the balances. Focus on getting them first, the small balance first or the large balance, your call. Just get it going and take that avalanche because you can wipe out those debts in no time at all if you focus on them. And again, I always say this, it's better earn an interest than pay an interest. You're going to have healthcare enrollment coming up here. We're right in this season. So you really want to check out the options of the plan to make sure you get the most out of your health plan, whether it's Medicare or Medicaid, whether it's your health plan at the office. I just did this with my son and I showed him, hey, look, if you take on a little higher deductible, you're going to save $300 a year. The worst case scenario is, is if you have a lot of health issues, you'll spend that $300 extra. So big deal. If you don't have health issues, you're saving an extra 300, I'm sorry, an extra $300 a month. That's $3,000 a year. And if you do, and you have lots of health issues, guess what? You're, you're going to be right, right back where you were last year, but you still have great coverage. So think about that. How can you reduce or eliminate costs? Make sure your healthcare budget's in top line and make sure your policy is going to cover what you need to do. Make sure you have your doctor, your prescriptions you take so you're not spending too much money. Next, check in on your retirement savings. How much do you have? Are you in line for retirement? So if you're right there at the window of retirement, do you have 10 times what your annual salary saved? 
Will it provide the income? Are you reducing the risk in your portfolios, especially if you're five to six years, five to six years away from retirement or out of retirement to make sure you're online so you don't get hit with this? You know, it's been crazy in the market lately, hasn't it? Some of you lost 25 or 30% and you could lose another 25 or 30%. That could be devastating and life-changing for many, many people. So make sure you're taking on the right risk. You know what? If you're focusing on that accumulation, accumulation phase, and you're about to be in retirement, you should be making that adjustment to the distribution phase and that protection phase so you can make sure you have the assets you need. You got to remember, you don't spend this big old lump sum. You spend income. So you need to focus your retirement on income. That's where the mindset needs to change. Next, maximize your deductions. You key deductions that you may want to take for the year. The last stretch time is to max it out. So if you have a brokerage account and you have stocks that have lost money, you know what? If you sell them right now, you could take the loss and write it off on your taxes. There's other things, prepaying your tuition that you can write off, increasing your business expenses that you can write off, deferring end of year income. So if you can get a bonus pushed into January, you don't get it on this year. If you've got medical expenses, pay them up, get them done. That way you can write them off and you can pay lower taxes. So folks, these are the things you want to look at towards the end of the year that can make a difference in your money now. With the amount of money you paid Uncle Sam, how much money you save for your retirement, and how much of a quality of retirement you have. You got to remember, saving for retirement is a long-term accumulation event. And once you get close to being in retirement, it becomes a protection and income distribution event. Because if you're accumulating and you got a million dollars and you just lost 300000 because the market went down, and oh, by the way, if you're taking that 4% out, that $40,000 a year, besides taking out that $4,000 a year, you still have to do that, right? Because you got to pay your bills. But now you're taking six and 7% out instead of four. On top of that, you lost 30%. So you're going to have to get 43% back just to break even. And then you're going to have to get a 9% for each year that you wait to break even, which means you're going to have to get about a 72, 73% return within three years. Do you think that's going to happen? If it's not, you need to start looking and moving over to a distribution strategy and that's protection with income. So you're gonna be in a position where you can have the income you need for the rest of your life when you retire. I wanna thank you all for being with us today here on Saving with Steve. We had wonderful guests, Alejandra Rojas. We have some wonderful guests next week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton.